Hello and welcome. I'm Rob Levitt, and this is C-Suite Marketing, expert conversations on executive engagement. Today we have a quick hit, a short excerpt from a discussion on innovating executive engagement at ITSMA's Marketing Vision Conference in October 2020. In this mini episode, Polly Cruz, Vice President of Executive Engagement at Citrix, talks about how Citrix adapted its global briefing center program after the pandemic began to stay connected and strengthen engagement with senior decision makers from its most important clients and prospects. You know, one of the complementary kinds of initiatives that a lot of companies do are executive briefing centers. And Citrix, I know, has had a big investment. You've got multiple physical locations around the world where you're bringing executives through. And, you know, it's a great program, but you've had to obviously adapt that uh, for, for digital and virtual. Tell us how you've done that. Yeah, so we we have eight briefing centers globally, and I think you know prior to March, everyone assumed a briefing was in person. You would some people would fly in the night before, you'd get there that morning, and it would be a whole day activity. You would have different presenters coming in, you'd have lunch, you'd have demos, and then you would probably have dinner and some evening activity. So it was a you know a, a full day affair, and it was obviously all in person, and that switched dramatically in March, we were seeing some customers as companies started to shut down their travel before Citrix did, we were starting to see a little bit of a hybrid approach, but middle of March when essentially the entire world shut down, we had to make a quick pivot to the virtual briefing environment, which was by the way, something we had never done before. So it was, you know, the Zooms, the go-to-meetings, the WebEx, Microsoft Teams, whichever platform. And, you know, we had to quickly first sell the value to our sales reps because, you know, this was part of their selling cycle. So it's depending on the phase, they would come in for a briefing. And, and thankfully, the briefing program is well adopted at, um, at Citrix by the sales team. But what we were able to do early on is partner with them to position the briefing program as that continuing of the conversation with that customer in the sales cycle. Um, it seemed a little less salesy, I guess, than, than the rep setting up a Zoom meeting and having that discussion. It seemed more professional to have that, that briefing program still, even though it was in this environment. Um, and, you know, we learned a lot along the way. I would say we're still pivoting because, you know, it is October, almost November. We are all tired of sitting in front of our cameras. But, you know, early on we thought, okay, we'll cut it down to three to four hours. So we built the agenda around that. And then we just started seeing this, you know, chip away to where they're 90 minutes now. But what we're seeing, which is kind of nice about all this, is we're getting more executive engagement. More C-levels are participating because they are not, they're no longer on planes at multiple meetings, at, you know, events and that. So they are available and they often will stay the entire time. Or even if they're just jumping on for that portion of the briefing that's relevant to them, we're getting that engagement. We're also seeing briefings and discussions happening earlier in the sales cycle, which can only help accelerate that deal or possibly expand it. So, you know, the, the, the field has really adopted this and they see it as an opportunity to keep the conversation going. And, um, you know, 
we've had, I, the numbers are astounding. We've done triple the work or triple the briefings, I should say, that we would do normally when you could only have one customer come into one of the briefing centers. You can have three or four throughout the day. So it's been a great uh, way to scale to meet the demand. No, that's fantastic. And I think it, it, it validates too this incredible openness uh, of a lot of the executives that we're trying to reach. And I, I, I think that goes for whether we already have a relationship or not. And, and folks who follow ITSMA, you know, we put an enormous amount of attention into enabling our sellers, enabling the field for executive engagement. You know, how are you tackling this idea of, you know, it's maybe it's the nurture part of, digital executive engagement. And I think from the briefing side, obviously each briefing is unique, right? It's not just a standard template agenda. So it requires some buy-in, you know, the executive, the customer side, they're driving that agenda. Who do they want to hear from? What do they want to talk about? You know, and then we're using our content and, and, and our speakers to make sure that we're accomplishing the objectives of that briefing. With our customer council, we actually did engaging that third party, and we saw our council involvement just increase. We saw the survey results back from those meetings, and then I think we did that two cycles before heading into this pandemic, and I think that's really helped that group stay connected um, because it upleveled our council, you know, uh, overall, and then it, it helped us keep that consistent engagement that we've been doing over the past few months with them. So I do think having that third party involvement to, to lead your advisory board or customer councils is very helpful. We also made sure that our briefing team, you know, you couldn't just show up and present your same presentation. It's a different interaction, right? When you're talking to a screen versus in the room. So we put all of our facilitators, our briefing managers and our presenters through a virtual training program so they could understand how to, to present, you know, and have discussion uh, topics and conversations throughout this virtual environment that we're in. I think that's helped with the engagement, help from that executive just, you know, departing the briefing earlier in the agenda, not staying till the end. Polly, just on that, um, I think you mentioned this, you're chopping down the briefings to much shorter we are. I mean, that's just the trend overall. Yeah. Um, we cut them down, but it, again, it's custom. So if there is a deep dive briefing that needs to happen and it is an eight hour briefing, what we've seen is we've seen two part briefings. So four hours one day, four hours the next. But overall, they have been typically around 90 minutes to the two hour mark. You know, and what's interesting and in, and in, in our new research on how executives engage show this, executives are willing to spend three hours, four hours, five hours, if it's a compelling, relevant, interactive kind of program. And so it's not just about bite-sized content right. or quick briefings, right? right? Just looking ahead, what is the toughest challenge that you're concerned with in continuing to expand and improve? executive engagement? I mean, I think the toughest challenge is just, we don't know where the end is to this, right? And, you know, waves are coming, second waves are coming back. And, um, and it's making sure that we're staying relevant to them and to the audience. And it's not just another Zoom conference call. So yeah. feeding in that, um, that social aspect, I do think smaller is better. So there is more engagement. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that is probably the biggest challenge and that we're constantly changing. Like we can't, the, like right. the playbook is not, we're not using the same playbook next week. It's going to tweak a bit. So that's, you know, it's always staying, you know, agile. Thanks for listening and let us know what you think. And thanks for our sponsor, Boardroom Insiders. Check out their site to learn more about how they can support executive engagement. And check out other episodes and please subscribe to the C-Suite Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.